from Problems at the Pub by Kirsten Fulmer. The big question was, what all was this society up to? They had certainly been in and out of his office, as well as accidentally running into him all around town. Had he inadvertently missed what this group of ladies knew? And worse yet, had he given himself away? This is Gothic. Season 5 of the Gothic Podcast may contain material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, Sojourners, to the Gothic Podcast and, well, a little place called Lazarus Bay. It's a cozy little town in New England. A cozy little town with more than its fair share of murders. But don't worry. There's a group of local citizens who are there to solve those murders, even when the local constabulary cannot, which is pretty much always. And those locals are called, well, they call themselves the Murder Mavens, a book club that meets and discusses the mysteries of Robin Masterson, the gold crown mysteries. But when crime rears its evil foot, these older ladies put their feet to bicycle pedals, to moped pedals, and they head out to solve crime. Last time, our mavens discovered that beloved proprietor of the bookstore where they meet were there book club meetings, the Cozy Kitten, the proprietor of that place, one Fizzy Baloo, has been found deceased. Was it murder? Was he tripped by the many cats that are in his bookshop? Was it something far more nefarious than either? Well, maybe we'll find out on this episode of the Gothic Podcast. Now, this is interesting. We have in the heads of our murder mavens running the show, really, but with all the memories, abilities, and curiosities of the mavens themselves, we have our contemporary now characters. We have Dr. Grace, we have L.J. Bradley, and we have Sloshy. And those... Forever Sloshy. Forever Forever Sloshy. There's another t-shirt. T-shirt, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, so far we've got uh, Because Cat and Forever Sloshy. <laughs> they realized right toward the end of last episode that the, that the world was cutting to commercial. <laughs> and a commercial played. And now that we come back from commercial, we have a montage of our mavens doing cozy things, the, the things that drive them, that, that they do between mysteries, 
We see them puttering about. We see Olivia and Winifred and Rose all doing the things that make them happy as they go about their lives here in Lazarus Bay. So let's see what these montages look like. Olivia, would you start us off? Why, of course. I uh, my my boat on which I live uh is moored just north of a little local park of which we're pretty proud. And it encompasses some marshlands and some shoreline uh just a little bit south of town. Uh it stretches inland just enough to encompass some low bluffs, and then behind that there's some meadow land and kind of scrub land, and there's a little bit of forested area towards the south uh west corner. And this is one of my favorite spots to go bird watching. So I am uh I'm seated on my favorite bench underneath a large dead tree, uh, in which an owl sometimes perches, and the trees also parked parked with woodpecker marks, but uh, I'm looking down towards the shoreline because I'm interested in waterfowl. I'm trying to figure out if the bird I'm looking at at the moment is a gallinule or a coot. Through the binoculars, I can't really tell. It's got its back to me and it's feeding, so I'm keeping my eye on it. Then we have a cut over to Rose Anna Bloom. Well, Rose is just hanging out in the chateau. Moonshine sitting on top of the the little shelf that I've got built above my my place where I kind of like do my mixing right now. I'm off to the side uh, just pressing some fruits to add in with the next batch. How many explosions do you hear in the background? 65. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, as your as your moonshine stuff blows up. <laughs> what why is my moonshine stuff blowing up? No, I just just that curious. is the uh the big risk. <laughs> She's, oh, yeah, an, she's an expert. She's All her exploding days are behind her. <laughs> That's why she's got so much scar tissue on her shoulder blades, because they're behind her. I mean, she just does small badge distilling, mostly for her and her friends. And what about Winifred Cooper? Uh, Winnie is building an automatic hedge trimmer based on the combination of a Janssen walking mechanism and a chainsaw. So, like, it's got a big sail up at the top. That's the scariest thing I can imagine, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't it? Isn't what it great? in the world? <laughs> uh, and, so, and then it's got a bunch of legs underneath that uh, <laughs> get driven by a crankshaft uh, that's connected to the sail. And then it's just got a chainsaw protruding horizontally. And you're just going to uh, let this thing go? <laughs> directed by the wind to trim whoever's hedge it deems worthy? Hey, I didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, she's she's building it. She's testing it out. Uh, there's definitely that like cat uh, sound as somebody on the far side of the hedge almost gets a haircut on accident. Nice. All right. In each of these montages, we have, we have seen the daily lives of our characters, Olivia Parsons, Rosanna Bloom, and Winifred Cooper. But now we go back to town, back into Lazarus Bay. It is later in the day than when you three were in the cozy cat, or, or the cozy kitten earlier. <laughs> the shop's not old enough to be the cozy cat. We find you three 
um, together discussing things, where would we find you? I mean, normally it would be the bookstore, but that's not the that's not the case. Where would you go? There is another bookstore in town if you wanted to go there. It's a uh, a little bit stuffier than the cozy kitten. It's called the uh, Galen Rogers Literary Shop, and it's uh, run by Galen Rogers Bookseller. <laughs> what time of day is it at this point? The sun is low behind the hills to the uh, west, but it's not down yet. The sky is still painted in blues. The uh, clouds out east over the ocean are just tinged with a bit of sunset colors. Does Rose uh, like sell or distribute her product to any of the local eat and drink establishments? Not anymore. I'm retired from all of that. All right. And I won't suggest we go somewhere we can get some of uh, Rose's oh, I, concoctions. I have some with me. <laughs> well, the place that you might want to go if you want to do something like that, there is... A tea um, house. A well, tea house. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> with burlesque dancers. <laughs> Why can't we cross the streams? <laughs> it's called the Unfortunate Herring. The bar is called the Unfortunate Herring, but it is a bar uh, run by Nikki Fears, uh, crime boss, I mean, businessman, Rose. You would have had a a relationship with uh, Nikki Fears, not a romantic one necessarily. I mean, it could have been perhaps, but uh, one where you did indeed provide some of your product. Are you on good terms or poor terms with Nikki? We have a mutual understanding of our place in uh, this uh, adventure. All right. So. What was the name of the bar again? The Unfortunate Herring. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because cat. Um, (laughs) So here we are at the Unfortunate Herring pre-dusk as uh, you three are in a booth. Um, The Herring is a buzz with chatter, a lot of it about Fizzy Baloo, Um, not just about uh, the death, but about the life thereof. Uh, Fizzy had a colorful and controversial past before he opened the Cozy Kitten. What did he do, and why was it controversial? I mean, I feel like it's got to be drag queen. Drag queen on board. It's an aquatic-themed drag. Yeah, uh, drag name was Ursula. He admits that in the past he's been a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and why was this controversial? Well, it's a small main town. Some people still have hidebound, backward opinions. All right. So you are discussing the case here at uh, the booth in the um, in the herring. Also, you, Doctor Grace, LJ, and Slashy, you realize that you are getting caught up in this mystery thing. You're aware of all of this. You're aware of the weird ad thing that happened. You're aware of the montage that came afterwards where we got to see some of your (laughs) lives along the way. Do you want to discuss any of that or do you want to go to Olivia Winnie and Rose doing their thing solving mysteries? No, I think I do want to discuss it. Uh, we were kind of interrupted from such a discussion by the mystery uh, kind of popping up in front of us, you know. 
Well, uh, this all's pretty well and good, but I'd I'd be pleased as punch if we could find some Lazarus Cain and deal with him. Well, I I have a suspicion that, of course, I mean, he's always involved. Name of the town is Lazarus Bay, and uh, I seem to recall there is a lighthouse which might bear investigating. He seems to like towers. Uh, and like the way that uh, we tend to just follow the story, I mean... I think this is leading us there. I don't know if we can rely on that. Uh, L- LJ, has your rose body got any uh, any exploding stuff that we could maybe uh, <laughs> deploy to the lighthouse? Oh, wow. I, I, I mean, like, I've got all kinds of stuff that we can make some Molotovs with, dude. <laughs> Outstanding. I've got a chainsaw. That's alarming. Uh, yes. However, uh, yes, I, I agree. I I'm tired of letting the story guide us. I think it has things to show and to tell, and to show and tell. But we need to be moving uh, offensively, as it were. At this point, we can't afford simply to be playing catch up this whole time, and especially not in these bodies. Uh, agreed. And we we need to get after Kane. It's about that time that. Nikki Fears comes over to the table. Nikki Fears is a suave, older gentleman in his 60s, maybe even in his um, low 70s, but looking pretty darn good uh, for, for his age, if he is. Silver hair, all swept back, uh, locked into place with uh, various product. Uh, he has a very dapper salt and pepper mustache. He, uh, he goes... Um, well, if it ain't Rose uh, and her friends and mavens. Well, now, so good to see you all here. Hi, Nikki. How's your daughter? Oh, just fine, just fine. Now, um, I'm just a wondering, are you, uh, I know your hobbies, Rose, not your other hobbies, and I was just wondering if you... Uh, three are looking into this matter about, uh, oh, you know, old Fizzy Baloo. Why, do you know anything that might be interesting to such an investigation? Oh, I don't know about that. I just, too bad a man who loves books as much as Fizzy did, uh, also liked the horses. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, we liked Fizzy, uh, as well. Good. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that uh, if the uh, I wouldn't mind if uh, the local constabulary began to turn their oh eagle and sharpened eye in my direction, that uh, you might give me a heads up because I know they would because of the horses thing. But I have nothing to do with this, and I just like to make that clear. Well, you know what we're going to tell you at this point is that in a hypothetical situation where someone were to be involved in an adjacent way with something non-associated to what has just happened, but has nothing to hide, of course the wise thing would be to simply come clean in the first place. And by come clean, I mean give completely unrelated information in a way that makes it clear that this hypothetical person is not involved in the unfortunate situation. Well, almost like playing with him, like running a finger down down his jacket. 
um, <laughs> and just being like, you you haven't been out to the Chateau in a while. We all know that Busy loved the book. So as long as none of his books are left lying around, I guess there's nothing for them to find. Which just gave him completely contradicting pieces of advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love meddling in everything. I want you to do a roll here, Rose. It's going to be a day move because it isn't quite nighttime yet, but it is kind of risky. You are flirting with the uh, Lazarus Bay's local mob boss, and you're trying to get him to do what specifically? He's so gangster. It's like, I, we got the hint about the horses. We kind of have an understanding that he pretty much controls any of the bookies in town. And if that's the case, you know, it's like, we're just going to have to follow the lead. Okay. Um, but to him specifically, it was just like kind of like giving him a hint that, you know, we'd like to, t- I would like to talk more about it. And on top of that, just kind of giving a, well, don't forget to protect yourself kind of thing. So what do you, uh, what are you afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve as you're doing this? Like I throw my back out or something? <laughs> <laughs> not, not can't relate. Not when you go to a hotel room with him. <laughs> no, uh, like so. For instance, there's you know some things could go wrong here. Uh, you could be giving this advice to him, and uh, the sheriff could be walking by, or one of the actually, honestly, slightly more competent deputies. Or oh, the sheriff's not very competent. No, he's not. <laughs> I think we established he has strong himbo energy and mostly likes to patrol the beach. He is uh, a beach-loving himbo who is vaguely related to Winnie. <laughs> you know, maybe what you fear is that he leans really hard into this and he's like, oh, yeah, let's let's do some dating. And <laughs> Oh, you know, I've got some space in the back. I guess the thing that Rose would be most scared of is... Of him using his force against her, like him threatening her in a way, or her friends for that matter. That that would be what Rose would be most scared of, is that he actually like throws a threat back at us. Go ahead and roll with presence. Remember, you can always use uh, your cat, Moonshine, as an advantage. I mean, Moons- Moonshine at this point is just like playing along and like doing the figure eight between his legs. I don't know if that'll help at all, but... Then go ahead and mark advantage. Oh. Because cat. With presence is result 11. Great success. Nice. He's very friendly, uh, but eventually he does wander off as uh, other customers come in and, and he greets them and goes over and chats, you know, very friendly-like with them too. But uh, he he did slip you a card with his number on it. And he says, this is my personal number. If you need to contact me for any reason at all. Do we need to give y'all some privacy? It's his bar. He could kick us all out if he wanted to. He's just such a flirt. I raise yes, my eyebrows. He's a flirt. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me. He reminds me of my first boyfriend. Speaking of things that give you advantage, but usually if you use one of your cozy little place items, it will go away. You'll still be able to use it narratively, but you won't be able to use it to gain advantage on the rolls. Gotcha. After our little montages earlier, though, uh, everybody gets an extra cozy little thing in your cozy little place. Uh, What do we think would be a good one for instance? um, Winifred, Winnie, 
What do you have already? Can you remind us? A gray metal toolbox with tools, an old red storm lantern, uh, and a 1920s phonograph with records. <laughs> uh... I feel like chainsaw is the obvious choice. <laughs> it's the obvious choice. <laughs> Geriatric Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Book it. I'll call the studio. What about like a welding mask? Yeah, that could that could work. Olivia that like uh, doesn't want you to have armor? a chainsaw in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is fair. Let me just say you did give the chainsaw to the walking thing. I mean, like <laughs> it's on the beach somewhere. You don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's terrorizing just... local yards. <laughs> Well, I didn't just let it loose. It's just like walking down the interstate. (laughs) 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 But the welding mask that you had to use in order to build the... What's that thing called again? Perfect. Uh, A Janssen walking mechanism. Janssen walking mechanism. How about Olivia? What shall we add to Olivia's cozy little place? Uh, Fruit? (laughs) (laughs) that's what she was working with oh sorry no olivia olivia was bird watching i always appreciate a nice uh nice citrus fruit in the winter time well the obvious one is uh is uh binoculars just like the obvious one for winifred would have been the chainsaw so do we go with something non-obvious or do we just go with the obvious I feel like binoculars would be you very have the apropos. chainsaw. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> too late. We monstrosity. Yeah. <laughs> well, she didn't send it away. She was just building it and okay, like okay, testing okay. it out. <laughs> <laughs> but but now it's canon. It, 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 there is a chainsaw wielding walking <laughs> apparatus, wandering walking apparatus, Lazarus Bay, stalking the streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So binoculars for Olivia. Then I think that makes sense. Okay. And what about Rose? What shall Rose have? What uh what kind of liquor does Rose specialize in? Do you have a specialty or is it kind of everything? Some of the finer stuff, some of the the like the cognacs and, and things like that, and trying to do like small casts um of preparing that kind of stuff. But yeah, has like a history of distilling wines and other things. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it, it's got to be a flask of moonshine to yeah, go with was, your cat, moonshine. I was going to say a flask of, like, something unexpectedly refined sounding, like cognac <laughs> or brandy or, uh, you know. It's Armagnac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That was a flask very, very of And definitely of a high enough proof that it could catch on fire. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right. And let us... What was the in the flask? Do we want to say Armagnac? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should stick with moonshine. But <laughs> when we get to the inevitable point that Rose says, I light moonshine, moonshine. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the cat. Not the cat. <laughs> Not the cat. There's your other shirt. Because cat on the back. Not the cat. <laughs> what happens next? Well, do we want to do we want to go after Busy's killer or? Do we want to see about that lighthouse? What do we know about the lighthouse already, Patrick? There's a lighthouse. Characters have lived in this town. There is one. Um, what do they know about the lighthouse? Let's get one fact about the lighthouse from each of you. It's a lighthouse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's by the water. <laughs> it's tall. All right. It's a lighthouse. It's by the water. We get one more. <laughs> 
God, we're dumb. Oh, <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> do we, uh, do we want to make it like a functional lighthouse or more of like a tourist attraction? I want it to be still functional. That'd be cool. All right. So the lighthouse is still functional. That's one thing. I feel like there should be a mysterious lighthouse keeper. Mm-hmm. Or at least a reclusive, maybe I not mysterious, a reclusive. But reclusive. <laughs> I love keeper. that. Oh, dynasty. Mm. Okay. The plot thickens. Was that a mystery that you all solved? I think it should be unsolved still. Yeah. Okay. Dun dun dun. So it is a working lighthouse. It is operated by a guy named Fern Happen. Fern Happen. Fern, he has uh, lived there for many years now, ever since his uh, wife, who was uh, a a person who went out on the fishing boats uh, back in her middle age. She died mysteriously on one of those outings on a fishing boat, a mystery that is, annoyingly to the mavens, unsolved. But it is an operational lighthouse, yes. Okay. You know, we we might also look into the history of the town. Maybe by researching the name of the town, we could find out something about why it was named this and get a get a hint as to uh, where our adversary comes into all of this. Well, I mean, speaking as not Rose, <laughs> like, it's in the name. And whenever he shows up in the stories, then... The names of the stories change. You also know, though, that this is technically supposed to not be a story. Oh. You're in the deep grammar now. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks we should try and see if we can get out of town. That might be a good idea. Does anyone have a car? I don't. Oh, yeah. I just see it as all, like, having this weird, like, moment where we go and drive out of one end of town and then, like, appear. That is exactly the- what That's I'm what afraid of. That's what I was of. picturing, too. <laughs> Did you bring your clues that you have found so far with you here to the unfortunate herring? Like physically? Yeah. The postcards, maybe, but not probably not the broken weather vane. Yeah, Winnie's definitely got the postcards. So, uh, good point. Uh, I feel like before we go anywhere, Winnie's like leafing through the postcards, trying to see where they came from, if there's anything to be gleaned here. Islands, Jamaica. Let's see. There's the Horn of Africa. There's Malta, there is Thailand. The picture on that one is of the uh, island where they uh, that they used in uh, the James Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun. With the kind of interesting rock columns. Yeah, it, it almost looks like Devil's Tower, which was right. in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> but it's, it's <laughs> out off the coast of Thailand is where it's located. Are the postcards uh, written on or signed by anybody? They are addressed in a neat printed hand to Fizzy Baloo, the cozy kitten, Lazarus Bay, Maine. Mm-hmm. But there is no from and there is no message. Uh, the um, postmarks are all from those locations. Winnie's going to like memorize the handwriting <laughs> and also think about like a map and if the those locations form any kind of a pattern they form a pentagram no they they don't Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking about maybe uh names do they line up and make a word but i don't know if that's that might be reaching a little bit what's interesting here is that now you can you can feel it dr grace and lj and slasha you feel 
it's weird because it's not that your consciousness is slipping away. It's that your consciousness is drawn to the mystery rather than to what you were trying to achieve otherwise as you were contemporary now selves. It's just a, it's a slipping almost mm-hmm. into a, the hum of the mystery. All right. Well, let's um, actually, are you too safe to drive? Should we try going out of town and examine the postcards on the way? We can do two things at once. Sure, let's do that. We now see our three mavens piled into Rose's old Monte Carlo. It's still got its shiny black paint with the red stripe down the side, slightly tinted windows, and Rose is gunning it as you head down the road (laughs) toward the edge of town. slow down! Can I get a yeehaw? Yeah, dude, you can get a yeehaw. <laughs> it is just then when there is a when there is a pop sound, almost like a gunshot, actually. And suddenly, Rose, the car is out of control. It is sliding. It is skewing. One of the tires has blown. We're all screaming in our old lady voices. <laughs> oh my! Rose, it's your day for rolling. Um. I want you to tell me what you're now afraid will happen if you fail this roll or lose your nerve. Going over like pictures in my head of this this car just kind of like fishtailing and going off the side of the road and like bounce that little dip and then like sliding off into the side of the road into uh, is this a populated area? Uh yeah, you're still kind of in not in town, you're at the edge. There's a few cottages here and there. Okay. Yeah, like a cottage with like an old stone fence that uh, I see coming up and I'm like, oh, got to avoid that. Okay. It is worse than that, though, because this is a night move. <laughs> oh, no. And I get to say what how it's worse than what you fear it will be. Uh, yeah, you're going to slew off to the side and you're going to hit uh, this ditch and this kind of retaining wall of brick and such. It's very scenic, but... It's scenic in that it runs along the cliffside, and the car is going to smash into that and flip over it almost, and then it is going to fall down the side of the cliff toward the breakers down below, the uh, dark waves of the ocean plowing against them. But don't worry, you won't make it that far, because halfway down, because this is a, a game based on shows from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the car just explodes into flames. <laughs> <laughs> So that's worse. Yes, it is. Go ahead and roll with mm, roll with composure. A night move. Move it is. Mild success. The car is difficult to control. It veers to the left and it just like grinds against the retaining wall. Half in the ditch, half out, half along, you know, just scraping along that retaining wall, sparks flying, pop the car back up onto the road. It spins around and then winds up in the other ditch, pointing uh, back toward town, the hood uh, steaming from the uh, punctured radiator, presumably. Maybe a hose got dislodged. In any case, um, steam is rising up from the uh, engine. At that moment, you all three get a text message on your phones. Oh, these newfangled contraptions. And it says, get out of town. Well, we were trying. (laughs) (laughs) Did you two also hear, at the beginning of that treble, a loud bang, like perhaps a gunshot? It did sound similar. Oh, I thought the loud bang was the tire blowing. 
well, you know, someone could have shot our tire. Well, I also remember hearing a bang when we first arrived. Why would they send us a text to leave town and then shoot out our tires? Doesn't make no sense, dude. Bing, bing. Another text for each of you. Or else. I'll text back. Or oh, else, else what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like all three of us at the same time. <laughs> We're in the <laughs> same like, group exclamation chat. point, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> point. Angry face emoji, poop emoji, <laughs> question mark emoji. <laughs> it, it comes back, um, caller blocked. Well, that's just rude. I want all of you, because it's fun, to take shaken as a condition. Mm. Oh, conditions. Finally, we have conditions. Yeah, you just spun around in a Monte Carlo, nearly went off the uh, edge of the cliff. Now, to clear a condition, you have to do your cozy activity with one of the other mavens. So Mm -hmm. keep that in mind uh, for the future. I'm not scared. Are you scared, Winnie? I'm not scared, but I am a little shook up. Perhaps... Maybe you could call your uh, your new friend whose phone number you received earlier today and uh, let him know that we've faced a spot of trouble. And if any of his acquaintances should uh, should find out who might be sending mysterious. All right. Uh, pull out the little card with the number and like punch it into the phone. Hey, just reaching out to you. It's Rosanna. <laughs> could really use your help right now. <laughs> what? This is just what they hear on the... <laughs> oh, it was just... Oh, texts. <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know, uh, when you hit a, a button when you're texting and it makes a little sound? That's the sound <laughs> that your keyboard makes. Nice. <laughs> like a weird warble warble. You, like, can't figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> Message comes back. Uh, uh, what can I do for you, baby doll? We're at the edge of town and my tire blew. Could really use help getting back. Text comes back and says, uh, there'll be a uh, limo coming for you shortly. Oh, a limousine. That, like, shock, like, holding the phone, like, further away than she normally holds it because of the eyesight is starting to go a little bit, yeah. so just a little bit further. <laughs> oh, he's sending a limo. Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> Text back. Aren't those things unregulated in this country? Sorry, I just random knowledge anyway <laughs> just a dumb look from like rosanna <laughs> just get in and enjoy so meanwhile i feel like winnie is like is getting out to investigate what's wrong with this uh with the car you know when when rupert would have problems like this we could usually fix them so hold on let me take a look well there's totally a jack and like a full-size tire in the back of monte carlo so it's like i'll oh, go nice. and help and like flip open the the trunk is that what you're doing winnie or are you looking for evidence or something i mean were you looking to fix the tire or were you going to were you examining the tire and seeing what what the issue was so first examine uh diagnosis before prescription yeah the tire is completely blown out it it looks like it had a massive blowout you know there might be a bullet wedged in there somewhere there might not uh in part finding out anything here clue wise i would need you to roll a meddling move oh it's it's night and i light up my old red storm lantern and (laughs) uh and use it to inspect why in the ever-loving Hell, would you have that with you? 
because it's dark. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, so we're going to try the meddling move. Oh, the meddling move is different than the day move or the night move. Okay. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. I figure I'm using reason. Yes. Mild success. I find a clue, but there's a complication. Indeed. Indeed. So, so many potential complications. Well, when he's doing that, can I scan like the surrounding landscape to see if I see anyone like, I don't know, on a rooftop with a rifle or anything? You look around and indeed, far away on a nearby but far away hilltop, silhouetted against the the, sky, the night sky, uh, you see a, a shrouded figure. A Looks like they're wearing a, a big coat and such and maybe with a shape like a rifle and then they're gone. So there's a sniper, and Winnie's just over there changing a tire. Winnie, as you go around the car and you're looking, uh, you you also are looking over at the retaining wall where the car scraped along it, and and seeing if something there might have torn the tire even you know badly as after it had blown. There, one of the stones that go into that that retaining wall, brick and stone has cracked open, and it is drooling out a greenish ichor. Sorry. It is drooling out a greenish ichor, because that's the correct pronunciation. I didn't know that. I learned something today. I like ichor better, but ichor is how it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> okay, cons- consider this. Consider this. If it was pronounced ichor for the duration of uh, us playing uh, Brindlewood Bay, <laughs> then we could rhyme it with liquor, and then we could... Uh... <laughs> it's pronounced igor. <laughs> I mean, grammatically, there's two consonants, in, but anyway. Anyway. And it's also pronounced liquor. <laughs> Rocks don't normally bleed green, do they? You also find, Winnie, kind of caked into the, in the mud that's on the tire. It's like kind of wedged into it. A cat tag that says, with love forever. Unacceptable. Wait, where did you find this? In the mud of the tire. It's just sort of stuck there. As if you your tires were muddy, you you rolled over this, and it just sort of stayed implausibly attached to your tire. But uh, it doesn't look like that caused damage to the tire. No, it does not. Turns around while pondering, looks down. When he found the stone and the cat color. Okay. Yeah, the greenish ichor is phosphorescent, so it's kind of glowing right. uh, in the... Uh, in the night, in the in dark. The dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Winnie kind of startles backward. Uh, l- ladies, I mean, people. I see this like patter, patter, patter all around. Been open to reveal some phosphorescent greenish ichor. Oh well, that's <laughs> not normal. Are you sure it's ichor? Could it perhaps be ichor? I've been told by by authorities, such as language teachers, that it's pronounced ichor. Well, you know, language grows and changes with the times. Well, if it were pronounced Ichor, it would... Well, it's spelled like Ichor. Yeah, I think Ichor is funnier. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think we're getting a, a little bit lost. It's not supposed to be like this. Uh, I was hoping Rose would have, like, a bottle that we could put some of this Ichor into. Rose, do you perhaps, perhaps happen to have any uh, glassware? Empty bottles, or... Of course I've got some. And I walk around to the back, and there's like like a case like sectioned off so that you know that it doesn't rattle in her monstrosity of a distillery. I was so afraid we were gonna have to pour out a bottle of moonshine. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so yeah, you are able to gather up a sample, although 
even as you collect it, it's it seems like it's almost evaporating away. Uh, I want to take out a little uh, my birding notebook and uh, really quick, as fast as I can, write down physical descriptions, where we found it, what it looks like, how viscous it is, how glowy it is, um, and just get as much information as possible. Is it dissolving things like twigs? Did you want to mention the rifle? Maybe we should get out of the open. Winnie screeches and <laughs> dives for cover behind the vehicle. <laughs> now, to be fair, I, I I do think if they wanted to shoot us, we would have been shot already. It was up on, on top of a hill. That hill there, the one, uh, no, to the left of that one. But uh, they turned and walked off. They were wearing some kind of big overcoat, so I couldn't see any details about their silhouette. But I can't see anything over there either. Yeah, they well, they've left by now. Up in Fizzy Baloo's living quarters, up above the cozy kitten. What did you find up there? Go ahead, Olivia, and give me a meddling move. Uh, using reason. Mm-hmm. Here goes. It's a seven. The roll of the night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what you found up there, Olivia, mm-hmm. was burned bacon on an unlit stove. Burned bacon on an unlit stove. That sounds like the new hit single. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like some of that new punk music. Uh, Is the stove warm still? The stove was not warm, but the issue, as you found that up there, was that several cats were examining the bacon on the stove. One of them was a Siamese cat. Without a collar. The bacon wasn't like spelling anything or like, here's who murdered me. Help! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that you could tell. As we have this flashback, because Winnie just found that cat's collar tag moments ago. Dun, dun, dun. But the cat's all right. That's the important part. And we'll find out what happens next time on the Gothic Podcast. I love these old ladies. I love them. See how easily distracted they are? How invested they become in their mysteries? In solving their little crimes? Those aren't the mysteries they should be focusing on. Well, that's not entirely true, but even as they forget about me, I hope they don't think I have forgotten about them. No, I haven't. I'm watching them. I'm watching them very, very closely, and I wait but not for long. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by Goblinbrook Manor, LLC. Season 5 of The Gothic Podcast stars C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Eric Halbert. Our theme music is by Zoe Hovland, and our logo is by Jared George Art. Liking, sharing, and reviewing us on iTunes really helps us get more listeners. And please consider supporting us on our Patreon or joining the conversation on our Discord channel. Links and more in the show notes. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners.
there's weird sounds going on around me and I need to find out what they are because I think they're coming through on my recording. So okay. Okay. take a couple of minutes and uh and uh we'll be back. Sounds okay. good. What weird sound is hail. It's hail. Yeah, we had a conversation right at the very when we first okay. like poofed into poofed into these ladies. Like that terminology. We poofed into these ladies. <laughs> Why, I'm your fairy godmother. Didn't you see me poof? <laughs> this is not the human centipede episode. <laughs> ah! With an F. An F. Poof. Oh, fooped. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> oh, good.